Hi, and welcome to episode 14 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that investigates how successful communicators create genuine connection. I'm Amelia Veal, and I'm super excited to share useful communication strategies with you. Today, I chat with Bakara Palmer, professional beach volleyballer, coach, and keynote speaker. Bakara talks with us about how she connects with her community through sharing her story. This is Bakara's version of Be The Drop. Thank you so much for joining me on our next episode of Be The Drop, Bakara. It's really exciting to have you here with me. And I'm very keen to find out what your item of significance is and find out about how that connects you with your community. So if you could explain that, that'd be great. I can. So my item of significance is my bikini bottom that I, that I play in and compete in. Um, for me, this is, my, this is my item of significance because by wearing this and by competing, I feel like it's, it's taught me a lot. Um, and a lot of the things that I want to share with other people have come whilst wearing this bikini, not this exact one, but you know, a version of. And I think, I think this is very special to me and, and it's for a few reasons. I think the first one is obviously being green and gold and being Australian is a very important thing for me and I take an immense amount of pride in being able to represent my country and, and do something that I love every single day. Um, and secondly, it's, it, for me it represents so much opportunity and so much um, value and so many lessons and so many learnings and so many hardships and so many different facets and different things that have come from being able to, to chuck this bikini on that you know, I think I'm very fortunate to have had and I think it's a really, um, it's a really powerful learning mechanism for me. It's been a really um, important part of my life, that's for sure. So you're ready, you're, you're primed, you've got your bikinis and you're connecting with your community. Mm -hmm. Can you then give me a little bit more information about who that community is? Yeah, absolutely. My, my community is it's a whole range of different people. It ranges from corporate um, organisations that I go and speak at and share my story all the way through to you know, juniors that are just picking up a volleyball for the first time and, and other sporting teams that I feel through sharing my, sp my experiences and my story as a professional athlete, they hopefully can take something and, and there might be just a little bit somewhere along the way that they go, oh, that sounds, that sounds like something I want to try or that sounds like it would help me. And I think the community is very broad. It's very, um, it's very different, but I feel like the messaging across all of them is very similar. Yeah, great. So you're really uniting them through that shared story, yeah. depending on whatever walks of life they're coming from. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Now that we understand a little bit more about who your community is, yeah. I'm really interested in finding out what it is that unites your community and mm. how you're a part of this. Mm. I, think, I think the common theme across all of the different areas of the community that I engage with is that there's always a willingness to be better or to improve something or to find a better way of doing something. And I think initially that's what um, motivates people, I think, to reach out to have anyone speak to them, but in particular myself. And um, I think it's that desire to hear someone else's story, to connect with that and perhaps see another way of, of getting something done. And I think with, with sporting teams and with some of the athletes that I've worked with in a coaching perspective, it's, it's all about them obviously wanting to learn and be better and, and learning from someone that perhaps has done something that they want to 
do with their, with their sporting career and I think I find that a very privileged position to be in because I really I enjoy sharing that and I enjoy being able to help other people achieve and, and do something really amazing with their life and um, yeah that's definitely a very consistent thing across athletes, teams and, and corporates as well. Yeah, so really people that are looking to share and build from your experiences. Yeah, absolutely. And how they can use that to take themselves to the next level. Yeah, and I think it's a I think with sport there's a different um, there's a different way of looking at it, but I also think it's a across business there's a lot of very similar ideals in terms of teamwork and in terms of being very disciplined and having a plan and setting goals and all those kinds of things are I think that we would do day in, day out and kind of not think about it, but a, a lot of other people perhaps haven't been exposed to those kinds of ideas. And um, I really enjoy, I guess, opening people's minds to, to those ideas and then helping them work through it in their own way. Fantastic. Yeah, really taking those disciplines of sport. Yeah, absolutely. Into a range of, yeah. of areas in life. So you've been competing for a long time. <laughs> yep. uh, but how long did it take? through this competition to build a community and to build on that to take that competing into coaching and working with businesses and different sports yeah groups. it's definitely taken a long time like I started playing back in 2003 so it's been almost 13 13 years which is a crazy amount of time and I think it's funny that I think the first part of my career was I was much more self-focused and it was all about me the athlete and it was all about all the things that I wanted to do um, and I think after the London Olympics, that switched for me and it, it became more about how my story and the things that I do every day can actually help other people and I guess be of greater service. Um, so I think it was almost instantaneous making that decision and deciding that I wanted to share more and that I wanted to be, um, well, I guess I wanted to be a little bit different in my approach. I feel like things actually happened quite quickly and the opportunities came up for me to speak and for me to coach as soon as I kind of started looking for them, which for me shows me that I was on the right track and that it's probably a good way for me to go. Um, I feel like maybe if the opportunities hadn't have come up or if it was a difficult or it was a bit of a grind to get through that maybe that was not the right path. But I, um, I definitely feel like it's happened quite quickly and quite consistently kind of from that point. Fantastic. So once mm. you've got that initial momentum, yeah, it, it sort of came together. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it comes with me being more confident with my story and with the things that I feel like I can help people with. Um, but also then there's the, there's the word of mouth. So the more you talk and the more you engage with people, the more opportunities that seem to pop up from that, which is always really great. And I think there's, there's a million different opportunities and there's a million different avenues for sharing a story. And I, I love finding new ways to do that, like a podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly, like a podcast. All right, now you've built this community um, and you've, you've got these speaking engagements and different things going yep. on. What is it that, that you think is that key factor that motivates them to get involved, to be a part of your story? You know, what is it that really triggers that action? I think, I think for me it's about being as real as I possibly can. Uh, and I think it's that above all, it was above the message really, above what I'm actually saying, the fact that it's real and the fact that it's coming from a, um, a good place and a, a place that's full of heart and full of um, integrity and authenticity. I think that in itself connects. Um, and I think if nothing else, that ends up actually having a positive impact on people to do the same thing for themselves. So again, it almost, almost beside what the words are that are coming out of someone's mouth, it's the way in which they deliver it. And, and 
there's something that I strive to do all the time is to actually just connect with myself and share that and whatever it is that that kind of comes out comes out but I think it's the the authenticity that actually connects and makes people want to listen and makes people want to learn and, and take something and and use it in their everyday life so that what you're talking about it there's a degree of vulnerability yeah, in absolutely. that as well and you know to be authentic you've really mm. got to be vulnerable to open yourself up yeah and so that's what you're really finding that's where you're really getting those true connections yeah absolutely and it's obviously a very difficult thing to do and it's taken me a long time to be okay with doing that um, and it's taken me you know you have to kind of almost do the work yourself to be okay with sharing it and to to remove the judgment and to remove all of the things that you feel like someone might take the wrong way or that you feel a bit insecure about talking about. Um, but it's, it's actually quite cathartic in a way as well for me to talk about it and feel okay talking about it. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things for me personally in terms of the Olympic Games and, and London and having a lot of disappointment around that, which a lot of people don't expect. They expect you to go to the Olympics and it's like, oh, this was the most amazing thing ever. And in a lot of ways it was, but there was also a very underlying, I guess, dark side to it that I avoided like the plague for a very long time and it wasn't until I started talking about it and started seeing people respond in a way that was very positive and um, almost they were very surprised to hear it that gave me more confidence and actually it was almost like therapy for myself and being able to talk about it and get to a place where now I can talk about it um, far more freely and I feel like it's it's kind of been been dealt with in a way which is which is really nice and I think it's a really unique opportunity I don't think a lot of people get the chance to you know to bear their soul in front of, you know, 200 people with a microphone in their hand. It's a, it's a pretty good way to get over something pretty quickly. <laughs> Rather, it could be confronting, but it's great. So yeah. you've really turned that into a positive. Absolutely. And, and that leads into my next question, which is around how you handle negativity within your community. Mm. Now, you've obviously taken something that's potentially a negative experience and turned that into a positive. So yeah. is that really your approach to negativity? Yeah, it is. But it's also, I think, if I'm talking from a very truthful place um, I'm yet to I guess to get any negativity from that I think it's very interesting playing the sport that we play the most negativity I get is probably around probably my, my item of significance which is our, our bikinis and the way that we look um, which to me is obviously very superficial and it's it's easy for me to come back and say well look no you know we choose this and this is what we want and we're athletes and um, and I can kind of spin it in a way that is very real for me and is is um, I guess almost Throwing it back at throwing it back at the person and saying, "Well, no, I choose this. I'm not being told to do anything, and and it's a it's a power for me rather than anything else." And um, and you know, there's there's always controversial things that are going on in the world of sport, and and people try and have a question, or they try and tell you, or ask you, and give you a curly question or something like that. But I find speaking my truth, and if I'm if I'm honest, and if I'm telling them how I really feel about the situation, that very often it's kind of like, okay. Yeah, dealing Thanks. with that yeah. <laughs> yeah. head on and yeah. being really honest. Yeah, I try, not, I try not to shy away from it. I think shying away from it can empower, it can, it can give the situation maybe more weight than what it needs. Whereas I guess confronting it and being like, well, this is, this is how it is and this is how it is for me. And generally people are pretty, pretty happy with that kind of a response. Yeah, and turns that around. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so we're talking about communications and, and how you're connecting with people. Mm. What platforms are you finding are the most successful for sharing your message, whether that be online or face-to-face? Mm -hmm. -face? You know, how, how mm. is it that you're communicating? I think the best way for me has always been face-to-face. -face. Um, I think I'm able to, to talk to people and connect with people so much better when they're sitting in front of me or I'm sitting in front of them. And 
Um, while that's not always that's not always possible, you know, I have I have social media like everyone has social media these days, and I try and use that a little bit too. But it definitely doesn't feel the same. I don't I don't feel the same connection as what I would if I was in front of someone. Um, and also, I've you know trying to write a little bit more and write on the website to kind of get some ideas out. But again, I feel like that's one step away from actually physically connecting with someone in front of me. Um, so I, I would prefer that if, if I ever got the option, I would sit down and I would, I would chat to someone in the same way that I would day to day if I wanted to catch up with a friend. I'd, I'd, we'd go and grab a coffee and we'd sit down face to face and chat versus having a phone call or, or whatever it is. I, just, I think it's far more powerful and I think um, aside from just words, there's, there's body language, there's so much more going on face-to-face um, -face than what there is by, by just words, especially written words or, or verbal words. Mm. It's definitely my preference. But there's a lot of power in that absolutely. interpersonal connection. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And with, I noticed at the beginning you were doing some um, Instagram stories, is yeah. that right? So is that something you're doing a bit more of? Yeah, I think obviously it's a very new idea, it's a very new platform, but I'm, I'm using that a little bit more than I'm using Snapchat these days, only because I actually prefer watching Instagram stories of a whole bunch of people that I otherwise wouldn't connect with and you kind of get a bit of an insight into their life and I think I think I take for granted the amount of things that I get to do in a week as an athlete and as a speaker that I've, I think are really cool but I don't necessarily think that a lot of other people get that opportunity so I feel like you know by sharing it and showing people what I'm doing and, and the opportunities that I get it feels to me like I can maybe connect or they could connect with me a little better in the same way that I hope my personality comes across a little bit more. I feel like it's a, it's almost like the in-between a photo and sitting down and chatting with someone because it's video, because it's moving, there's a bit more personality in it. I guess just having a bit of a play with that and seeing what, you know, seeing what comes of it. Right, so it's that in-between if you can't mm. necessarily go. Yeah, it's the best option, yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time. You're but before we finish, I'd like to conclude with Bakara's Be The Drop tip. Yeah. So that's your top communication tip or piece of advice. Mm. I think above all else, I would encourage everyone to, to speak their truth. And I think finding what's real for them and speaking that and almost speaking only that and not, not feeling the need to... Um, to keep people happy by saying what you think you should say or, or saying what you think is the right thing. Um, I would encourage people to find out what the right thing is for them. And, and sometimes that takes a bit of time. I think some people can do it very easily and some people have a, have a bit more trouble with it. Um, but I think it's a super powerful thing to be able to really tap into what it is that's real for you and then to be able to share that. And maybe that's on social media, maybe that's face-to-face, -face, maybe that's speaking in front of thousands of people. It, it doesn't, almost doesn't matter the platform, but I think being able to share and communicate in a way that's very real is always far more engaging than anything else. And I think everyone within them has a power to be able to connect and to, um, to help people and to encourage and engage with people and I feel like that comes from a place of being very true and being very real. Um, and I want that more, I want that for everybody more than anything, that they actually be able to find that and find that voice and f I guess find the power and the, um, the confidence that comes from being able to speak that to as many people as they want. Oh, well, that's a very beautiful notion and open and honest waterfall. I Absolutely. think that's gorgeous. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Amelia. Okay. Thanks for listening to Be The Drop Podcast. 
be sure to subscribe in iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Leave us a review or share with someone who is looking to improve their communication. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at B underscore the underscore drop or visit our website narrativemarketing.com.au and click on the podcast tab. If you or somebody you know embodies Be The Drop, email us via podcast at narrativemarketing.com.au. New episodes are released each Monday, so make sure you don't miss out by checking in every week.